I'm Ben Clunt. And I'm Stephen Brown. We're two entrepreneurial professionals based in Spokane, Washington. Join us on our journey to make 2019 the most prosperous of our lives. We'll bear all as we strive to improve all aspects of our business and our health and fitness, as well as our relationships personally and professionally. We aim to offer impactful insight into our business and personal lives. We'll share the good, the bad, and the ugly throughout our journey. With the ultimate goal of our business and fitness being in the best shape of our lives at the close of 2019. You are listening to the Ordinary to Extraordinary Podcast. Shit. <laughs> what? That was a fucking ordeal, excuse my language. <laughs> but you got it fixed. I did get it fixed. We'll start with a PSA, Ben. If you update your Apple Macintosh computer to the Catalina iOS, don't try using Audacity until you figure out that you have to go in and mess with a bunch of shit. Why are you recording me right now? I've been recording it the whole time just to see if you lose your mind. Fuck. <laughs> put my mind to it and I achieved so I've got like I don't even know I was like he's going to say something good that we can get on video one of the- oh this this computer was about to go through that glass over there let's so, watch the last one no let's not watch any of them right now because we're recording and it's time to do an accountability update and we're kind of on the clock <laughs> I'm like hunched over in that video it's I'm so focused <laughs> So we had some technical difficulties to start this off, and I filmed Stephen the whole time trying to fix it <laughs> and as I'm slurping coffee. So nothing changed. Seriously, nothing changed. I just had to go into the boot ROM of a Macintosh computer, which I've never done. can't be interesting for anybody listening to Stephen didn't know that I actually was videotaping him the whole time. I was waiting for an explosive outburst, but nothing actually happened. I was too focused for an explosive outburst. <laughs> there are some good scenes in there, though, where you're like in and out from the screen. <laughs> I wish you could have got what I was actually doing. I may have broken my whole fairly new Macintosh computer by going in and changing this, but we can record again in Audacity. dun dun dun, dun. So if you're recording in Audacity, like I said, the PSA is do not update to iOS Catalina unless you want to talk to me about a workaround and I probably won't remember how I did it. It's a lovely island though. Yeah, it is. Catalina. Sure. So today's an accountability update, Ben. Today's an accountability update now that we're 40 minutes in without having recorded anything. It might be a short one today. We got to the end of our stockpile of podcasts today. I used the only one we had because we didn't record an accountability update last week. And we had two topics in a row. A week from today, we have a pretty sweet interview lined up. Yeah, we do. A pretty sweet interview. Who are we interviewing, Ben? Shh, you can't tell them. Why? I don't know. Mike Roth, athletic director, Gonzaga Athletics. Yeah, just the guy that's basically masterminded one of the most successful basketball programs in the country mm -hmm. at the collegiate level. Super cool guy. Has a Nike fetish just like me oh steven really he's always got cool shoes on so i'm gonna have to help my shoe game that day i'm just gonna wear shoes because i don't don't have cool shoes like you guys yeah hopefully the weather's this nice this is this is whenever i hear gu it's going 
It's getting there. You know the song. You know the song? I'll fast forward. We should, this should be our intro with Mike Roth. Everybody knows this is like the GU song. I remember in the student body section, the bleachers would literally move as you're standing there, as the kids are jumping up and down. It was pretty sweet. You, you know this song. I don't know if we're recording a podcast or if you just want to play stuff through your phone all day. We could do that too. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Roth. You're not even at the good On the 28th. Yet. I know, it's a long intro to the song, and I even skipped like 30 seconds. This is it right here. Coming up. You ready? You ready? I'm not amused. <laughs> Can you sing it? This is actually Kern Craft 4000. I never knew what the name was. 400. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's going to be a fun interview, though. It We're going to record be. it at their spot, too, so we get to see all the sweet Zags offices and practice courts yeah. again. It will be good. Yeah, we've had a lot of access there. Mm-hmm. It's, been, uh, it's been fun. I went back and had coffee with Mike Nielsen a few weeks there. Yeah. I'm glad you him. did that. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah. So His podcast is off the ground and running, by the way. We haven't done a shout-out to him yet. Yeah, he's done, he's done a lot. commitment. Yeah, yeah, he's had some incredible people on. He's gotten a lot of great reviews. Go check it out. Mike Nielsen, Hoop Commitment. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. We like him a lot. Anyway, uh, Ben, we have an accountability update of our own to do today. And as we develop, yeah, as we develop, so we met. Let's talk about that first. We met to talk about next year and what we're going to do and yeah. how we're going to develop this concept of O2E journey. O2E 2020. And we kind of are at the point now that we realize that adding the journey part to our social media was kind of a masterstroke by accident because we can do whatever the heck we want next year and have a different journey, have something different to focus on. Yeah, totally. Um, which is cool. And we have a, a pretty cool idea that we don't want to throw out too soon because it needs some refinement. Totally but it has a lot of offshoots and branches that we can develop and mm-hmm. really uh, offer value, or we think we can offer value to a lot of people. A lot of different ways to do it, different, different people. We can tease them a little bit. Just say it's something that we've talked about before in the past on a three-legged goal-setting triangle, if you will, <laughs> that we were lacking. I like that you said triangle and not tripod. <sighs> triangle. Yeah. So... This is kind of exciting. You just got back from California. How's the weather? I did just get back from California. The weather was wonderful, and I hate the weather here now. Uh, this weather sucks. And I think I want to live in Laguna Beach. Uh, you and me both. I go down there on Wednesday for conferences. So to I'll Laguna? To or, Laguna. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I'll be at Laguna for the rest of the week. Laguna was spectacular. I fell in love with the beach, fell in love with the town, you know, fell in love before? with the, Not to Laguna. Oh, yeah. No. It's so nice. Like, I've been to Los Angeles. I hadn't been to any of the beaches. But Laguna is like just pristine and clean and low rise and like nothing big in your face. Just beautiful. I love it. <laughs> I need more Laguna Beach in my life. 
<laughs> I'll, talk, I'll tell you a story. So we were staying at a hotel up in Laguna Beach in beautiful hotel. They have bikes that you can use. And we're like, oh, so for those of you that know the terrain from Laguna to San Clemente, you'll know why this is a dumb decision. I did not at the time. And they're like, oh yeah, bellboy up front. was like, yeah, take the bikes, ride them down to San Clemente, you can get margaritas at the pier. I'm like, that sounds amazing. Like, I will do that. There's this little town called Dana Point in between. We've stopped at Dana Point. Dana, Dana Point, Point looks great. Awesome. It's a bitch to ride a bike around. Oh yeah, it's all a hell. From Laguna all the way down. Man, they forgot to tell us about that part. And the bikes kept cycling through every gear. <laughs> so you couldn't stay in one gear. So we got down the hill and these bikes are falling apart on us. And long story short, they had to basically come pick us up. The hotel did in St. Clemente because the bikes, there was no way we were riding them back up that hill. But I got my margarita on the beach, so I was happy. I love that you had to get the hotel to come pick you up. There's no way you were riding those bikes back up that hill from Dana Point. That hill is like a mile of like a dang incline. And you keep trying to get me to go mountain biking, but you won't even ride a little cruiser bike in California. I did, like seven miles. <laughs> Just not riding it back up that hill. Yeah, so I actually got around a lot. I worked every day except Friday, which was the day of the wedding. What day did you guys get back Sunday? Saturday night. You got back Saturday. Blew out a tire as well on the way out of the airport. About to get on the freeway and my front right tire just <laughs> exploded. The whole wall of the tires what gone. What time was it? Uh, nine o'clock, eight o'clock, dark, wet. Yeah. Ten minutes. I'm going to join NASCAR. I think. Ten minute wheel change on the side of the road. Back on the road, trying to get Jenna home to her son because she was desperate to see him. But it was uh, it was a good trip. I visited lots of the beaches. So I went to Venice Beach, which Sweet. is. Um, I didn't see your workout picture on Venice Beach. I didn't work out at Venice Beach. It was really disappointing. I got there and everything was kind of locked up, which was strange in and of itself because it's supposed to be open every day except yeah. Christmas. And I went to the little thing and nobody was there and I asked somebody and they said, yeah, there's something going on. So I called the Parks and Rec department. Jenna had sent me the number and turns out they're waiting on new equipment, but they don't know exactly when it will be delivered. So they had to get all the old equipment out on the off chance that it shows up. So I couldn't train, but I took a lot of pictures and I mean, I was there and you know, they've got the the little amphitheater and stuff where Arnold and stuff did all their showing off. So, yeah, it was a cool spot. Uh, didn't like Venice Beach though, even though the I mean, there was, dirty or what? Yeah, it's just filthy and scummy and yeah. great people watching. You just are part of the high life now. You and the no, it beach. was. I mean, I'd been on the beach for maybe thirty seconds before I had people asking me for money. So this oh, is this, this is a story. You want to talk about entrepreneurial? Guy comes up and asks me for change. I was like, I'm sorry, I don't have any cash. And he goes, Well, there's an ATM over there, and points at an ATM. And I'm like, uh, no. And he's like, I take Venmo too. And he gets his phone out oh and just gosh. looks at me. And I'm like, geez, what kind of beggar are you? <laughs> I take Venmo too. I'm like, so you, you've got a phone, you've got a Venmo account, which means you've got a checking account because that's the only way yeah, you can get yeah, your yeah. money out of Venmo. And you're, maybe, maybe he's like smarter than all of us. He just begs for a few hours a day and makes a fortune. But yeah. And then he walks back to his beachfront house down the beach. <laughs> yeah, he didn't look. I have like a $5 million little bungalow over here. Yeah, I was telling some people about that and they didn't believe me. I swear to God, it happened. As sure as shit, this guy said, I have Venmo Dude, and asked me to go to the to ATM. My line was, I was like, oh, I don't care with cash, I only have cards. And now it's like they pull out a freaking square reader <laughs> when, you, when you say that or something. They're like, oh, we take cards. I'm like, you, you, what? Yeah, now that was entrepreneurial as far as I'm concerned. But uh, so did Venice Beach. Nice. Huntington Beach was cool. 
Newport Beach was cool, kind of snooty but cool. Real, ate some amazing seafood down there. There was one night, I'll show you a picture. I ate enough crab. The two of us ate enough crab to, we were stuffed. Just buttered up. Oh, it was one of my favorite parts of that meal was at the end there was still rice on my plate and I had the little cup of butter and yeah. the rice was kind of bland. And, the butter <laughs> and I dumped the butter on it and started mixing it up and I looked up and Jenna looked disgusted. So I was like, what? And she's like, this is, this is one of the reasons I just, I get her and I think she gets me. She just goes, and I'm going to be profane here. She goes, that's a fucking next level move. I can't believe you just did that. <laughs> we, we appreciate eating together. So. <laughs> she caught me and followed suit. Uh, yeah, she did. And it tasted delightful. Dude, butter, there's nothing better. I mean, you're like, oh my gosh, what are you cooking? It's like, um, it's just uh, butter and some garlic and onions, and that's it, and the whole house smells amazing. Yeah. Oh, so good. So moving on from California, I want to ask you something. Oh, thanks, dude. I had a good week while you were gone, too. So this is actually kind of what I'm going to ask you about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now let's hear it. So your sarcasm is actually fairly fitting. I've not talked to you about this. I haven't talked to anybody about this. But I'm learning a lot about myself. Oh, interesting. Focusing on some of my flaws and some of the things that I definitely need to be better at. So... This is taking me off guard, so I'm not sure how to take this, but okay, keep going. I know what your answer's going to be, and you might even laugh at me first, but I genuinely want you to be brutal with your answer. Do you ever feel like I don't, I'm not paying attention to you? Yes. Do you ever feel unlistened to? Yes. Do you ever feel like I'm focused elsewhere, even though I'm multitasking? Yes. Okay. These are things that I need to address. Things that have been brought to my attention. As I think through it, I realize that how I mean things and how I try be attentive isn't always received that way. Mm-hmm. So... Was this just in your time in California you thought about this a little more? Where did this come from? Time in California since I've been back, yeah. Yeah. So. Interesting. Okay. It's, uh, you know, this is, this is about being vulnerable. Yeah. And brutal. Mm-hmm. And making ourselves better. And quite frankly, I'm kind of ashamed of myself because, I mean, I've preached to kids my whole life that you've got two eyes and two ears because you're supposed to listen and watch more than you yeah, talk. Yeah, I've heard you say that and I've not been, not been living that. I think in certain places, I'll listen to what people have to say, and rather than authentically acknowledging, sympathizing, empathizing, however you want to look at it, I kind of, to quote someone, trail off and start a completely different conversation sometimes. Or, yeah, that's great, and then tell a story. Mm-hmm. That is... You and I talked about this at Indama. Yeah, it's... Uh-huh. It really is a realization on can my I, part that. Can I say something that I think is too. For one, that's awesome that you're. I mean, like bringing that up as a thing that you want to work on. And I mean, we can all listen better, I'm sure. Interesting just thought is like, I think you have been on your own for so long, and you only have had to. I mean, I don't mean this in a negative way, right? It's like, and you've only had to think about yourself for so long. Like, you've had freedom with your time, you make a good living, you can travel, do whatever you want, go to concerts. It's like, and you've not had to care for anybody, so it's always kind of been about you, mm-hmm. which, not a bad thing, just reality, right? So it's like, because we all get, I don't know if stuck's the right word, but it's like we all get used to a way of living, 
and then it's just like, oh, I'm trained to think this way. But it's interesting. The way the way of it's hard to verbalize. Yeah. I know there's a, a serious flaw there, and I know it can be changed. I know it can be trained and, and fixed. But where I'm kind of going with this, and my mindset is that I need to stop making statements and start asking questions. Does we, this go along with the conversation, like not the Corey Jeffs, it's a particular conversation, but that idea of like offering advice, unsolicited advice to people sometimes, like how you feel like you just need to give them, like say something too? No, that's not, that's not where that? this is coming from. Okay. This is coming from people I care about maybe feeling undervalued and uninteresting and I don't ever want to make people that I care about yeah. feel like I'm not interested in what they have to say I always want them to feel appreciated valued and and like they have my complete and utter attention at all times yeah it's just been it's been sobering you know I, I reached out to some people in my family and stuff as well just to sort of gauge them on it um, I know you weren't expecting this today, you thought this was going to be all upbeat, but yeah, it's just something I'm aware of, something I'm working on, and, no, and I'm going to ask you to hold me accountable. So. Okay. How do you want me to hold you accountable? I don't know. I mean... In what area? I mean, do you have any specific things you want to work on, or just at first off acknowledging that you're, you're, you're just being cognizant of it? Again, please don't laugh when I say this. I don't want it to be confrontational. I don't want it to be like, hey, dickhead, shut the fuck up type thing. I don't want it to be hey, you're doing it right now type thing. I think it's being respectful, I guess, and just saying, hey, here's where you did this today. Were you aware of that? Mm-hmm. Or maybe... This, I mean, there's yeah. a, I have others in my life that I have this relationship with too. It's like, we don't necessarily call you out in front of people, you know, make you feel bad about it in front of somebody, but it's like behind the scenes, it's like, hey, you said this, not sure if you meant it to come off across like this, but mm-hmm. you seem kind of disinterested in what this person was saying. I mean... Maybe you were, but if yeah. that's not what you intended, then so what? Cool. No, I mean, one of the vulnerability. Yeah, so you know Ryan Joswick. Mm-hmm. He's one of my higher ups who's just been promoted again, so he oversees the whole left side of the country now. Wow. Um, he taught me a technique once, and he said, "Look, sometimes the best way to address something with someone when they're deficient in a, in a behaviour is give them an instance of it." let them know how it made you feel and ask them if they were aware of it and it's like quite often people aren't aware that what they're doing and how they're acting is being perceived negatively right mm-hmm. that's uh it's kind of well i think that's cool I and mean, that could be part of the journey right i mean we pick a thing to work on throughout the year too i mean and it could be in addition to what we've talked about we could have things like this like you know what I realize I'm efficient in this area. Mm-hmm. And I mean, sometimes mine is like, you've experienced it too, where I'm like, oh, it's like today, it's like, I'm tired. It's like, I am in flow. And part of that I think is because my business ebbs and flows and I, a lot of my identity, mm-hmm. and I'm realizing it more, it's like a lot of my identity is wrapped up in what I do. And if I'm being honest, like the amount of money I make, probably compare myself in an unhealthy way to others where it's like, I want to be the guy who makes the most amount of money in the room. That doesn't happen. There's yeah. a lot of people that make a lot more money than me. So we both have things that we can probably work on. And mm-hmm. I think part of it is like, in my hands, it's like, and then finding happiness in things outside of that, right? It's like finding value in things outside of just being the guy who makes the most amount of money. Or yeah. To, to, I don't know where the quote came from, but I did hear uh, 
a wonderful quote that I'd, I've always loved it. There's no point in being the richest guy in heaven, right? Yeah. The, the idea that, uh, actually, you probably want to be the richest guy in heaven, but it's not that being the richest guy in heaven isn't what you think. It's not monetary. Yeah, it's not monetary. No. I guess where I've, been, where I've been the last couple of days with this is uh, a lot of soul searching. I sacrifice two things, not intentionally, but when I'm when I'm hurting, when I'm realizing things about myself, and and really in a not a negative spot or a bad spot, but when I'm really where I'm at just now, I have zero appetite and I struggle to sleep. Hmm. And when I sleep, I have the most moorish of dreams, like horrible, horrible dreams. So you struggle to sleep and appetite because you're like self-reflecting. You think is that what? I don't know if you said you were embarrassed, so yeah. I don't know if it's an anxiety thing. I don't know if it's just guilt. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't process those things well. (laughs) Well, part of it's probably a pride thing too. Yeah, I think all of us want to be, you know, seen as like, oh man, that guy's killing. He's doing well. He's in the gym. He looks good. Good girlfriend. Seems to have lots of nice friends. Makes a good living. Like, oh. Yeah. An alpha male and then it's like to admit that you're deficient in a certain area or struggling in a certain area is uh, I mean that's strength really but. it's such an important thing I think and I, I kind of touched on it your friends and family and the people that you care about the most they often get the, the brunt end of bad things right so I think that's somewhat to be expected like yeah you might mm-hmm. snap every now and again and, and people know that you still love them still care about them but I think when you when you do something that isn't snapping, which isn't mean, or it's just something you kind of have either been trained or, or untrained from doing the good thing. You've either been trained to do the bad thing or untrained from doing what you should do. Just acknowledgement, you know, sometimes taking that step back and realizing that you don't have to be the most interesting person in the room. You don't have to be the most... Um, outspoken person in the room and mm-hmm. again like I said I, I know that a lot of the things I'm saying the people that know me that are listening to this are going to be like holy shit who is this guy and what have you done with the real Stephen but yeah it was, it's been a realisation for the last few days that I think and I don't a do lot it enough either, but it's like to, what, what you did like self reflection it's like taking a couple days sometimes just to realign mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I'm going to do a self-check, self-report card, like just see and be honest with myself. Am I doing good? Am I going in the direction that I want my life to go? It, I mean, even this weekend, I was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of goals, like I, again, pretty goal-driven. So it's like, you know, in, in 10 years, am I on track to be where I want to be from, you know, time with my family, the type of father that I want to be, the type of income that you want to have, you know, it's like and where you want to live even. Like, Am I, am I doing the things now to set myself up for the, who I want to be and who I want people to perceive me to be? And so yeah. like, and if you think that you're, you know, the guy who listens and you do a little self-check, and like, oh, crap, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not doing the things that uh, are going to allow people to believe that that's the case. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, this isn't some existential crisis of no. personality or anything. It's things that can be adjusted and adapted and, and learned from right but I guess where I'm at is my focus dedication and drive to what I put into work in the gym needs to be there in my interpersonal relationships as well and not neglecting other people's needs right everybody has emotional needs I've probably been 
pretty deficient thinking that I've been a nice guy and it's not that I'm not a good person and not helpful and not all those things it's just yeah there's you have to learn what people need and you have to provide that for them or else they're going to cut you out of their life right I think it's also like you said before I don't think your intentions are negative right like I don't think you ever go out trying to hurt somebody intentionally like so I, you'll, you'll you're vocal <laughs> you'll tell people your opinion whether it was asked for or not sometimes <laughs> but and all the other people that know you were like damn right yeah he will mm-hmm. but I'm not sure where I was going with this as much as I don't know it's good that you're working on right we all have things we can work on but yeah. one, one thing I was going to ask you and it seems you are is a compliment so prepare yourself and there you get those <laughs> I'm questions. sitting down already no, I'm sitting down it's like you are one of the more driven people that I've met in create habits that's like cause like right now I'm like I am not enjoying working out uh, the habits are falling the wayside and I don't feel like working out and uh, my drive is low the last couple of weeks like I am not someone who is now this is I don't think I probably ever admitted this because I'm I think most people see me as a driven person but it's like I struggle with being driven all the time it's like you seem to be driven all the time in the weirdest areas too I'm like how do people have drives in areas that they just aren't passionate how can you be driven in an area that you're not passionate about? Maybe you don't have an answer for this. Maybe I do have an answer for this. Okay, what is it? It might be a wrong answer for your personality type, but I can certainly answer why I'm driven and how I'm driven. Yeah. Remember when we sat here with Corey Jepson and we talked about that compulsion yeah. to win? Yeah. I can't lose. I can't Yours lose. is just purely want to win. It's... it's I want to win, but not in a selfish, I want to be the guy kind of way. It's just good enough has never been good enough for me. Good enough is good enough for everybody else. And that's not me saying I'm better than anybody else. It's just I have a compulsion deep down that if I'm going to do something, I have to be beyond proficient at it. I have to be, um, I have to be in the upper echelons of it. Yeah. And that's why... The gym thing, not just gym, but work and life and being a dad, everything, right? If you truly focus on something, it has to consume you until you're as compelled to do that thing mm-hmm. as you are to breathe. It has to be a habit. It has to be something that becomes subconscious. It, you don't any longer have to think about it. So when I wake up in the morning, again, not bragging, it's not that I want to go to the gym. The motivation to go to the gym is not there probably six times out of ten. But the habit is the it's time to sit up, it's time to go and take a pee, it's time to mix my my stuff that I'm going to drink on the way to the gym, get my clothes on, make sure my gym bag has everything it needs, plug in my headphones, start a podcast and go. And it's so habitual that when I don't do it, even if my health is 100%, I feel shitty the rest of the day. Mm. Now, that's that's the example of doing it at the gym. When it comes to work, when it comes to reading books, when it comes to anything else, it's just doing a little bit a lot instead of a lot a little bit. So nothing changes until you make a change, right? Mm-hmm. And it's one of those cliches Albert Einstein said, if you keep doing the same things, you'll always get the same results or something like that. It was uh, the, the definition of insanity is yeah. doing the same thing over and over. Well... When you get beyond that, it's like, okay, I'm going to make 
incremental changes. We've talked about 1% better every day. Yeah, small, the micro habits. 1% better every day isn't that much. You build a micro habit, you make that a habit. You add a second habit, a third habit. And a lot of people think that um, motivation, oh, you're so motivated. I am not motivated to go to the gym every fucking day. I promise I'm not. There's days where I just don't want to do it. But do you want to know what gets me there? Beyond habit as well. The thought that I remember how I felt when I wasn't going to the gym. And if you think back to a year ago, mm-hmm. you were heavier than you were now. Mm-hmm. You were seeing you were having lower back pain more often. You can pick your son up now without that. You can do the things that you might have had to say no to. And I would say what you have to do is refocus on your why. And I'm actually presenting on this on Friday at a Whitworth retreat, by the way, um, which I'm excited about. And I'll share it all with you. To give them a video, we can see it. I asked her if I could record it. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, but I'm presenting on this, and I've got some cool things. And one of the, I guess this is going to come out after the retreat, so I can share this. I came up with this question, and I'm pretty proud of it. And I said, look, if you, they're all on salary, right? So they're not in... Yeah, position of you and I, but we, we, could, we could put this into where we're on salary, right? So you're earning as much as you're earning now. If you were a CEO and you were to evaluate your own performance, would you get a pay raise? Would you stay where you're at? Or would you get paid less? Hmm. And you can literally do that in other aspects of your life. Yeah. If you were to evaluate your fitness, would you say you're healthy? Would you say you're nah, so-so? Or would you say you're deficient in that area, you're unhealthy? I think sometimes when you and I talk, it can be misconstrued as bragging a little bit. We're not entrepreneurs in the strictest sense of the world that we don't, or, or the word, that we don't own our business. We own it to an extent. We know where our next paycheck's coming from because of the residual element of our uh, income. Yeah. But what we don't have is a salary, per se. Mm-hmm. And it can fluctuate based on market trends and all the rest of it. But what we have is this entrepreneurial nature that we don't necessarily want a salary either. We want to wake up every day and be pushed and be the like, chase. okay. Yeah, the chase part. I feel like I'm doing a lot of talking here, but... No, I asked the question. I think motivation is temporary and habit is permanent. Yeah. And we replace negative habits with good habits. So that's what I, I would it's say. it's just the reality that like, habits are hard to create. Yeah. They say it takes up to 28 days. Well, I was doing working out for 28 days and it still is hard. <laughs> but you also weren't able to get in a routine and I would point that out to you. Like, yeah, you know, you, you probably persevered with Dan too long because you were, you were adjusting what was your ideal routine to fit in with his schedule. Yeah. And you should probably have changed trainers to somebody that was there in the morning so that you knew you had that accountability to wake up, get your ass out of bed, be there at a certain time, warm up, meet them, do your half hour training, finish off what you were gonna do and get the hell out of there. Mm-hmm. That's a routine. Mm-hmm. But to be like, well, this week I'm seeing him Tuesday, next week I'm going Thursday, you know, in between that, I might go for a run, yeah, I might not. Yeah, hard tiring. Yeah. It just has to be routine. And same for, what time does uh, Weston go to bed at every night? Seven. What time does he nap at during the day? One. What time does he wake up at in the morning? Seven. Routine, right? Yeah. And he rarely breaks from it. Yeah. But he does the same things over and over and over again. And even when he doesn't want to go to bed, I bet he fights you on it, but you're like, hey, the, hey dude, it's, it's bedtime, it's time to go to bed. And you put him down and he goes to sleep eventually, right? Yeah. It's routine, it's habit. 
Yeah. And that will win over everything else. From from whether you're a year old or a hundred years old, habit wins over motivation and drive. Drives well, fake. I think part of it for me is like, okay, get back into the routine. Like I've been doing, I'm working on every week, not always every day, not even every other day. Some days. I mean, mm-hmm. There was one week where I didn't work out at all. I think I told you on the podcast too. Yeah. Since since we started, and uh, not partially because I was sick that week. So I mean, we were talking about resting. But uh, I'm thinking about something I could do is like actually I like, I could run at home in the mornings. I thought about like you should just get up and run. So go to the gym. But like the habit you can form is like just because you can get up at whatever, go downstairs and run every morning for half an hour. Just go mm-hmm. do that, right? Like so then at minimum, you've at least ran for a little bit. You've gotten your heart rate up, right, and gotten the benefits of that. And I know Stephen doesn't like running as much as I do, but. And then get to the gym on a lunch break and mm-hmm. just do weights or something like that. Like be realistic about about the time when you can actually go and when you're strong enough. Because I'm like the idea of going, getting up, going to the gym, coming back. I mean, even just the whole gym experience. But I think about the people there. No offense, Stephen. Mm-hmm. But I think about the people there and them sweating and grunting and being around a bunch of people at five thirty in the morning. I'm just like. Yeah. So that kind of makes me change what I was going to suggest to you. I remember when you and Lauren went to Hawaii, you had an amazing time trying out CrossFit, right? Yeah. So you don't need to do CrossFit per se, but there's a cross training gym right down the street from you called The Lab. Yep. And I think if you've got a couple hundred bucks, that would get you two months there. You could spend time trying that, something different, and they have different class times, so you could even plan it out for the two months when you're going to be there try something different try a different gym environment and it's so close to home you could run down the hill not not run literally I mean you you drive down the hill back up you're showering in your own place but to this point we haven't really sat down and said to you hey Ben what does fitness look like to you what do you want a fitness routine to look like and I think that might be something of you. I mean, you've spent $200 on worse things. I want to say they're just shy of 100 bucks a month, but you can do conditioning classes, you can do strength classes, you can do drop-ins. They've got lunchtime stuff if it's a Friday and you're working a half day on the way home. It's literally on the or road. just probably classes on the way home. Yeah, and if you want me to introduce you to Luke, he's another guy that maybe you could work with because he's, uh, he's crushing it up there. Is he the owner? The owner, yeah. We talked about doing a workout there. That's, maybe we can get a workout on there and I can test it out. Yeah, that's probably where we should start with it. You yeah, know, it, it's it's not CrossFit. It's cross training. It's similar to CrossFit. They're doing a lot of the same movements, a lot of the same. It's mostly compound stuff, pull up, strength, all that. So, I think that might be a better fit than you than it is for me. I'm not into the group classes. I know you kind of like that whole high five thing. Like it's fun with you and Rachel but I also and stuff. Don't like them, like in the morning they don't like having a bunch of people around the, thing. Yeah, but well, the beauty of that is I bet their 5 o'clock class is probably not the busiest of their classes oh, the 5 a.m. yeah yeah. yeah yeah check it out I, I'm so just giving you an idea like you, you have to build in a habit that is absolutely deplorable to you like something that you hate is that's it? not a habit it has to be sustainable so you're building a habit and you're making it as pain free as you can make it it's still going to be a little uncomfortable for a while, but then it just becomes normal. That's a good, good point. That's a good point. So, like yeah. Well, let's go check them out sometime. That would be kind of fun anyways. Yeah, and I think that would be a good interview. I think chatting with him about the fitness side and how mm-hmm. he got into it. I mean, he's got a long history on that. I 
haven't weighed myself in a week. <laughs> I haven't either, and I don't want to. But I feel less bloated and fluffy because, uh, I mean, I ate a lot in California, but I ate fairly well. I had in and out a couple times in and out, but I freaking love in and out. But I ate a lot of seafood, a lot of salad. I didn't eat badly. I was going to bring up to you, so I haven't been eating great. Not terrible, but not great. Kind of mm-hmm. falling back into, the, again, but we're just kind of eating what you want when you want a little bit, you know? When I'm back from California next week, maybe we should do something around that where, hey, Ben and Steve are going to work out next week together, mm-hmm. and we're going to do an eating plan, which is healthier and aligns with kind of our caloric needs that we want to kind of get back in a good routine of things. Yeah. So if you're game with that. I think we should do that. Absolutely. So my thing is I'm going to create that caloric deficit. I'm going to get lean. Yeah. Athlean. Athlean. So there is an Athlean X, but there's not an Athlean, which Copyright. I don't understand. Copyright athlean. So yeah, maybe I need to grab that. So I want to be in that 12 to 14, and I don't think that can happen by the end of the year. That's, that's I mean, that's that's two months to drop 4.5% body fat. Well, 4% body fat would get me to 14. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see if, if, if I can do it by the end of the year, but it's within certainly within the next three to four months I want that to be the case. Well, okay. And then for work, dude, I've been I'm making things happen. I'm having fun this year. Like I've I, I had one month that I was kinda I wanna say it was July or August, I was kinda thin and I made some things happen and I had to pull some things out of my butthole, seriously, like I worked hard those months to make sure the numbers were where they were. But now I've set up so much that the dominoes are falling and the end of this year is going to be a big... Huge. <laughs> like I'm, Huge. I'm already at the number I posted last year and I've got two months to go and last year was a record year. So, Sweet. Yeah. like that. And I'm, I'm working my butt off. I'm, I'm trying to help you. Obviously, we're, we're going to get yeah. you introduced to some people and we talked about it this morning, some other people. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Some intros and, and maybe a few more 401k plans and things like that. Yeah, and we have some partnerships that we laid the groundwork for earlier in the year where we can create these little, um, the word synergy is probably overused as a buzzword, but synergies. Maybe strategic relationships. Synergistic. Synergistic. Yeah, where, you know, you're able to bring in me and other partners in the payroll sense. Yeah. And you, and yeah. Kind of cross-refer. There's that. So what have you got going this week, Ben? How do we, what do you need from me in terms of getting... I mean, you were asking about habit, how you, how, well, this was how, a how, week to start a habit, that's why I said next yeah. week. But, so how do we get you that drive back? Is it just, I think, so this is something I think that's what I was going to say is that part of it, I think is my drive is cyclical to some degree, even with my job, because it's so cyclical and you go through periods of time, two month periods of time, probably that are just dry spells. And I mean, I wrote down and I continue to tell myself, it's like, to your point of habit, I'm like, you just gotta show up and you just gotta be in the habit. And with work, I can do that. Uh, and that's not usually an issue. Your drive starts to wane after a little bit and you start to get a little more tired or wanes. I think that's a better name. Mm-hmm. Wean, wane, which one is it? Wean? Wane. 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 Starts to wane a little bit after a while and you get tired. And uh, But then stuff starts falling and hitting. And you just have to remind, like, you've been in the business long enough, it starts to become less of an issue because you know. And it's proven itself time and time again that you know, clients have come out of the woodwork. Like you, like you said, so you start pulling stuff out of your butt, right? It's like, it's like oh, you know, you get these clients, they have a couple rollovers, and stuff starts to add up. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can, I can put together a quarter now without having anybody 
on the prospect list. And so sometimes it just takes reminding myself of that, right? It's like, okay, then you're good. It's like, you're not gonna goose egg it for the quarter. It's gonna be good. But I mean, as far as the year goes, I've brought in new money. It's great. Probably I'm a little gonna be a little shy of that $6 million number in terms of private wealth money I and mean, 401ks or something entirely different, right? Uh, I don't really count those in that $6 million. But uh, from an income standpoint, uh, it's gone up a lot. You give yourself another pay raise. Yeah, we've got a pay raise. Yeah. So you're moving in the right direction. You're trending up. Oh yeah. Good. Is looking great. Uh, got a great team in place. Some things that we're working through at the office that would be positive in terms of uh, team relationships and things like that. And I'm out there trying to get uh, senior advisors to come on in and let me uh, buy their book. So that happens. guy that I was wanting to introduce yeah. you to, I. I I hope something terrible hasn't happened to him. I haven't seen him. And I've been this at the gym. Six months? Yeah, well, three three months maybe. Or more? No, it's not been that long. Um, and I wonder if his motivation just went, because he, he, one of the things he complained to me about was he was working so hard and not seeing the results, and then he would lose 10 pounds. I mean, he was he was a big, big man. And I hope nothing terrible's happened. I should ask. The gal at the gym was sick. Yeah, I'll check in with her again and just make sure he's okay. I don't think she would mind handing me a phone number if I told her it was for business. Or just give him a card the next time you see him in. Yeah. Because, yeah, I'd love to sit down with him still and anybody. I mean, yeah. And we haven't worked out together for a minute. No. We should probably get that going. Not just in the lab. I mean, next week we'll get a few put together. So, this is probably going to be one of our shorter ones. We're almost there. Sorry for monopolizing it. No, you're good, man. Sometimes it's just going to work like that. Yeah, and I, I appreciate your uh, willingness to listen and help where possible. But yeah, it's, well, let me it's know, been a deep one. Well, I mean, I'll accountable, and hopefully you can do the same for me on some of those types of things. And I think sometimes just uh, an intentional time alone is healthy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think self-reflection, sometimes we do it, and we don't do it deep enough. Totally. We kind of, on the surface level thing, everything's great. Awesome. Uh, oh, I set up another guest, oh. by the way. Oh, who was that? Um, Tim Shustoff from Learfield. So he sells sports marketing. Yeah. I was just chatting with him yesterday because he's, he's lost like 40 pounds as well, by yeah. the way. Looking yeah, good. Looking good. So I reached out to him and just complimented him on that. And then he's in a super cool, I mean, his, his industry is fascinating he's to me. He's probably got the, a job that he would love to have. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's high-pressure sales and you're working with some of the biggest corporations in the country. Yes. Yeah, I'd love it. And he goes to go to a lot of sporting events. So, yeah, I think he'd be interesting to chat with, so cool. set that up. I've got the date figured out. We just need to send him a calendar. But I think it's like three weeks out, second week in November, well, 11th or something. Oh, the one that I'm probably not in on that one. Okay. Well, we can good. reschedule. It's just, we'll get it on. We'll yeah. get it. It'll be fun. But, yeah, I was just... Well, I've got fun, too, but yeah. I'm good. set up. I like it. We it'll just need fun. to build that stockpile again. Unless you've got anything else, Benny Boo. I do not, nothing else. All right. Well, until the next time, be good to yourselves and to each other, and thanks for listening. And don't forget to give us reviews and likes and love us.
Now. Oh, 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 oh,